welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with uh, Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. Um, this week we are not doing that at all. We are... Not at all. Not one bit. Not one bit. We are kind of uh, shifting gears a little bit and we're just going to talk about like stuff, like current events. Um, and as as we go on, like we'll, we'll, we may or may not do more of these episodes, but we thought it might be something that would like uh, break some of the monotony and the, the watching process uh, for us and for you guys. And, you know, we want to bring more than just like straight content every single time. And, um, you know, we've, we did some stuff with the uh, uh, NT episode, which was kind of out of, out of order and things like that. And we'll continue to do those things. Um, but we're just going to mix it up. So yeah. uh, I'm Lane. We also have Scotty this week. Yeah, and see what the listeners don't know is that Lane asked me almost a year ago now to the day to do this podcast. As I was finishing up a like two-year-long rewatch of Universal Century, he's like, don't you want to do it again? But this <laughs> time there's work. <laughs> and and I caved because of friendship. <laughs> but we've had fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've seen things from different perspective than than you would have, you know, just like straight up watching it or. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's true. It made me pay attention to some episodes. I may not have really actually paid much attention to the fourth time around or whatever the rewatch before this latest one was. So, yeah, I, I will say like doing doing this rewatch and then like going through unicorn and then actually like watching NT, like paying attention to like everything in a little bit more detail, man, things make a lot more sense than when you're just like drinking a beer and watching a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn at least I think has a lot of entertainment value, even if you don't quite grasp all of maybe all of the consequences of what you're being shown or all of, you don't get all of the gravitas of it. Right. You know, and then they go, Oh, uh, Marita Cruz is pull 12. I mean, who had seen double Zeta at that point other than, you know, anyone that watched it on crunchy roll for the five minutes, they had it up before crunchy roll went to a paid service. Crunchy roll. Oh, I do now. <laughs> I've, I do now. I've been a long time crunchy roll user. Like even when it was free, I used it. Um, but yeah, I I got it when I when I started charging too. Yeah, the fun fact: Crunchyroll that Gundam deal was, I mean, that was when they went legit. Instead of just being a because that was just a piracy streaming site. Yeah, and then they have got officially got to put up subtitled Gundam shows on there, and uh, that was, was like, oh, oh, all right. Well, it was it was really nice because before, if like you wanted to watch something. Like if it wasn't on, like what was it, anime ski tracker? Like it was hard to find. Like you had to go digging and digging and digging, and um, that wasn't always the easiest or most fun process. Um, to, and like I don't, you know, it's kind of like Netflix and stuff like that. I don't mind paying for the stuff, but um, man, I, I just hope that we don't see kind of like what happened is happening with like all the other streaming sites that stuff is getting fractured and we we've seen it a little bit is well yeah. not with gundam but 
Oh, you know what? I will say Double O was very easy to find on Torrents, but the reason I am only now watching Age is that Age wasn't because nobody gave a shit. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it's already happening with some things. Like uh, just this season's anime that is airing right now, I would really like to watch the Fate show. And I think it's on Amazon. I haven't even looked. I was like, Amazon? Okay, I have a Prime subscription, so I guess I'm set. But uh, but I haven't even double checked. And then there's a couple of shows that are, I want to watch, and those are on Netflix. So yeah. I won't get to watch them until two months after they're done airing at the soonest because Netflix is like simulcasts. Fuck you. You're binging it. Uh, well, th- so they are simulcasting it if you're in Japan because um, I, it, my wife and I watch um, some Japanese shows on Netflix that they kind of release on a weekly basis, not anime, but... Um, and, and the funny thing is they, they have the English subtitles as it comes out. You just need a, a, a VPN service that allows you to be right. in Japan. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you're, you, one of the shows you're watching is um, Seven Deadly Sins, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've seen that just recently pop up on my Netflix feed is, hey, this is available now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i should probably do something like that instead of complaining about it but i don't know i just don't feel like doing it's another subscription work mm-hmm. right a <laughs> subscription to get to the subscription and we have hulu and there's nothing simulcasting on it right now i think but <sighs> and then in what a month you're going to have hulu and disney plus and espn all bundled together <laughs> i'm not doing disney plus <laughs> Not, I might not. Mandalorian. I don't know. You know, Star Wars has a trailer out. This is not a Gundam topic, but <laughs> I watched it and I went, "Okay, that sure was a trailer." Yeah, I man, I stayed up watching that game last night until the trailer, and I let's just say I'm not a Patriots fan, and I could give two fucks about the Jets, <laughs> <laughs> or you did. Just do what I did, which was not watch it at all. And then as soon as your Twitter started blowing up with people <laughs> talking about it, I just went and watched it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but I would have gone to bed before then. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. You have a kid, so you're up not as late as I am. And I'm not even up late. <laughs> all right, so let's actually get to the agenda now that we're, uh, we've are we completely gone off the rails. <laughs> Uh, first thing we wanted to talk about was uh, the new Gundam uh, Build Divers show, Rerise. Um, I will preface this with, I have not seen Build Divers. <laughs> so, wait, you, so you've watched Build Fighters. Did you watch Try? No, I've, I've only watched the first season of Build Fighters. So just Build Fighters. That's yeah. Yep. And I liked it. It was pretty good. It, it's, it's not exactly my jam, um, but, you know, it's cool to see all the... Um, cameos and stuff like that i i loved build fighters because it's i i I mean that in a way of like i i don't even feel like it's a gundam show like it's an anime that has gundams and Mm -hmm. same thing would try and then even then uh build fighters is just you're straight up like almost like a shonen martial arts kind of show and then try as a team sport like basketball drama sort of show like i don't know just looking at the preview i think i maybe watched an episode or two of try and it it seemed more like a um 
I don't know, straight up like elementary school shonen show as opposed to it's, season one, which was, you know, maybe high school. <laughs> so, no, I will disagree. But it's it's a sports anime instead of a shonen anime. Like yeah, that's right. the that's the best comparison I can make with those two. Now, the first season of Build Divers, I think what you just mentioned with a shonen geared towards like elementary schoolers, mm-hmm. that is one hundred percent what to me what that was. And a little bit of isekai in there, but yeah, so I haven't seen all of re-rise i watched the first two episodes i haven't seen the third one yet and that's out as of this recording um but i liked it it was pretty good it 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 seems um uh not not kitty like um it seems it it does have like those isekai vibes because like they're getting teleported around and all that weird stuff um but i like it so far yeah it's a big improvement over build divers for me. And I enjoyed build divers, but it was very much a, I enjoyed watching it and okay. It was done and it was entertaining. And I I was just like, yeah, all right. But it wasn't, it wasn't really great. But then like I mentioned, I'm not in the target audience for that first season or I guess two seasons, 26 episodes, however long it was of build divers with re rise. I like, I think it's just that I like Hiroto a lot better already than I don't even remember the other kid's name <laughs> in the first season of Build Divers. It, he's more interesting, uh, I think, just because he's not 10 or <laughs> you know, however old. And he's got this sort of suggestive backstory going on where you see um, what I'm guessing is like one of those AI creations from the first season like sarah although this one has blonde hair so it can't be but it's very cryptic and i think it's kind of cool i'm interested to see what the mystery is there because he's always very emotional when it flashes back to it so from what you've seen so far um and and i guess for people that haven't seen season one uh, or I guess not, I wouldn't even call it season one. It's, it's, it's more like a parallel quill, right? Right. And it's related, but not directly. Uh, it, it, it is a direct it? prequel, but huh? it's a direct prequel completely, but it is none of the characters so far are the same. So you don't really miss much from the world building of season one. No, because okay. you, you can pick up almost all of that world building from just the context in the first two to three episodes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you really can. It's it's uh, yeah, virtual I mean, reality, like it's more of that full dive, like Sao idea. Yeah. Except you don't get trapped in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I felt like I wasn't missing anything other than maybe the context for that ghost person. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, anything else on on rise? Well, I, like I said, I, I've been enjoying it a lot more it's kind of been an interesting journey to see how different all of these build shows have been. And they really are like a continuous universe. So while these four are truly outside of any continuity, dark history, bullshit, any of that, they even said like everything counts in that except SD and build. So, uh, yeah, I heard this described as Gundam Valhalla just because of all of the cameos in the first couple of seasons. Uh, Patrick Kohler-Sauer is in episodes one and two of Re-Rise. I don't remember seeing him in three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but they were uh, three is completely just the mission that they were preparing for and two. Okay, that's, cool. That's the episode, which is fine now uh, because you get a lot of action scenes and you get to see the uh, core Gundam with the Earth, you know, that has the Earth three armor on there when they start, and then you kind of see a tease at the beginning of the episode with him pulling out the, the jet booster with the Mars armor, and then he gets to use it towards the end of the episode. And so it was uh, kind of checking that box of, you know, they're going to have, they've got to just have an episode where that's how they overcome the bad guys to sell their model kits. And this one checks that box. Episode three, there we go. I think episode four will be whatever the third armor set is. They'll have some reason they have to go and use that, right? Yeah, his, um, his mobile suit seems very much like the um, AG, age sets you know really <laughs> it's really similar it's really similar but uh, I, I can kind of talk about the gunpla a bit here okay i think because i got a shipment from hlj uh, that was ready to go about a week ago and the earth 3 had just come out and you know to throw it in my pile of all this other stuff i had coming from them uh, it was you know 11 dollars for this brand new kit and i was like hey that's I just, cheap I was like, I just watched this show. I'll get this. This is fine. Now, granted, it was like 11 bucks because it added almost nothing to shipping when you're already getting a giant box. If you're not already getting a giant box, shipping's less fun. Yeah. And you should just wait for it to show up at Barnes & Noble or wherever. But uh, where it's different from the age is that the age system was more of like kind of a torso and head, but almost everything else was different. Yeah. Whereas this really is a little Gundam with armor. Yeah. Um, except for the legs, like the legs are the, I think, biggest difference. Um, but if I just ignore it from the kit from the knee down, it really just does look like the little kit that you build first with big armor pieces on them. Uh, the legs just add so much height. It's hard to, you know. Yeah. I am not a huge fan of how like the nude version looks no um, it's yeah it, and i don't like the shield there's something about the sh that half shield that i don't care for but it's because the bigger pieces have shield attachments yeah so like when when it when it gets fully built out with like armor on it it i like the whole kit um but yeah that <laughs> That shield by itself is kind of ugh. yeah. I mean, when you have everything together, like I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'm not. I'm probably never going to take this back down to the core Gundam, right? Probably never, unless you get like some of those add-on swap-out kits or something like that. That's the thing I don't. I'm not completely enthralled with here. Is I think the Mars armor is cool. The, the Mars Four. But best I can tell, and I didn't look at listings, so maybe they're also selling it with the core Gundam. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know they're also just selling it separately. It's like, well, what if I wanted, uh, if they're only selling it separately, you know, what if I wanted it in the Earth 3 and in the Mars 4, like decked out, then you've got to buy another kit. And to me, this is a play pattern that's better suited for action figures mm -hmm. than model kits. Um, which I know these are action figure model kits, but yeah, I really got to be honest, unless you are taking them out of the box 
and doing no work other than to like snip, clean, and snap. These aren't, you shouldn't try to use these as action figures. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not as, I mean, they're flexible, but they're not that flexible. But they're very poseable, but they're just have never noticed the materials to be made in a way that they feel fragile. Yeah. You're just not meant to move these and bend these and flex these over and over and over and right. over and over and over again. I, I know when I build one, like I will pose it and I'll leave it there for a while because I'm scared that like, I'm going to pop a leg off. <laughs> I, I am looking up right now at a lot of kits that they have been in the same pose for many years. Strike freedom has been doing that same cross the chest rifle shot for a very long time. Katsuki has been up on his stand shooting his gun yeah, for a very long time. Destiny has been looking cool with his wings of light for like a decade. Yeah. Yeah, my, my Xy is flying towards the sky with his sword out, shield behind him. <laughs> yeah, Double Zeta's barely being held up by his action base because that kid is huge. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh need to go ahead and um just just uh bite the bullet and buy the uh Psychozaku with its tanks. <laughs> now, I've, I've still got a um, the chess piece completely built of the Kshatriya, but I haven't I haven't had time to finish it. But that that is I'm going to finish it before the end of the year. Um, and then after that, I have my uh, Sinanju Stein that I'm going to build. That's right. That's right. Look at that. One kid in and you've already got a backlog. You're a true gunpla builder. <laughs> I I mean I built them before, just not very I didn't I didn't put good good detail into them. I just kinda like like hey, I did this. Hey. Yeah, that's honestly that's really all I did with the Earth 3 because I haven't done just to go put it together in a long time. I mean I did like I don't know, I don't count basic panel lining, top coating, touch up paint, and drilling out Vulcans. Like that's just that's just regular stuff. What's what's the most work you've put into a kit? Uh, my Wing Zero Hanu is completely painted. Like every single piece is painted except for the um, flame effect parts that go on at the very end and the green chest part because no. <laughs> they molded it clear. Right. Don't touch it. Just put it in. I think that was probably the most paint work of everything. I have a custom in progress that I say in progress. I haven't touched it in like a year. I really need to get back to it. That will end up being the most paint work because it's multiple kits kit bashed together twice, really, and building two suits with it. Um, but the colors are, um, they are very ugly block colored background things on purpose for a reason because they are transformers characters that were just in the background they used exploded gundam pieces in a prison scene on quintessa because i think was, i remember you yeah. showing me that yeah the studio that was doing that was working simultaneously on zeta gundam so hot rod and cup are in this cell and they look over 
and they're talking to Kranix, and then in, in Kranix's cell are the remains of these other robots. Well, the other robots are things like the Hyakushiki, the Gundam Mark II. <laughs> um, I think there's a piece of the Zeta in there. And the, the holdup, the reason I wasn't even able to start on this until about a year ago was that a ton of the pieces are from the Galbaldi beta, and there was no high grade of that until about a year ago. Uh-huh. So I got it. I started it. I got done with all the orange pieces, and then it got too cold, and then I was working on something else, I think double Zeta, and then it got too hot. And here I am making excuses. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of excuses, let's talk about the Shars counterattack screening. Excuses. What? Excuses. So I, I'm I'm putting this as they're they're airing Shars counterattack because Hathaway's flash isn't out. <laughs> yeah. So my conspiracy theory here is. So this is December 5th, where it's showing. And when was NT? Was that November sometime? Or was that also first week of December? Um, NT was actually, I want to say October. Yeah. Because I, I just had a, <laughs> when Luke and I went to go see NT. Uh, it, I, so it might have been a little bit later. I, I, I'll have to get back to you on the date. But I, when we went and saw NT... No, it, it's it's later because we did the podcast right around the same time we did this. I was thinking of we went and saw the My Hero Academia movie and we got this terrible bag of popcorn that was mixed with spicy Cheetos. <laughs> it was delicious. Sorry, I was looking up the I was looking up the date. February. That can't be right. That that might be right. That might be because our first episode oh, yeah. was in we we released in January and we had a few episodes out before we did the uh, NT bonus. Okay, all right, it was February. My bad. I don't know why I thought it was the end of the year, but that's okay. Um, it, that's that's a typical time, but I mean they they said for the longest time that um uh, that this was coming this before the end of the year. Halfway's flash. They said it was coming this year. Yeah, or maybe it said next winter or something. Maybe. But I still feel like this was the date for it. And they were like, oh, uh, here's Shars Counterattack. It's the yeah. 40th anniversary. Maybe we'll get another trailer. Yeah, right. It'll be the same one again. <laughs> or maybe they'll give us like two extra seconds of new content. Yeah. I'm I'm still not convinced that any of the actual trailer is um, from the movie. That's also possible. Yeah, it's all I, like weird CGI, and they could be doing CGI for the whole thing, but it didn't look any weirder than Origins. Uh, yeah, maybe because that used CGI suits. I think that's the no, no. I mean, wasn't even Hathaway some like some pseudo like cell shaded. No, I think it's just a different style. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take him that way. But yeah. Anyhow, Shar's counterattack, which has nothing to do with anything except being Gundam, is showing in theaters for some reason. Yeah, I don't like that movie. <laughs> I I don't either. And I think I was just scrolling down on this page, and I was like, "Oh, Konosuba movie," or 
weathering with you. I heard that's good. I'm like, hey, these look more interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Shar's counterattack is, I think of everything they got done in the Mobile Suit Gundam compilation movies. And this is barely shorter than those. And you go the whole movie, and I've watched it multiple times. And Shar even tells you in the movie why he wants to do what he's doing. And he explains it in detail. And it still doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think part of it uh, was, and I, I guess we'll talk about this more whenever we actually cover it, but like, I don't, this was not originally a Gundam movie. I thought what happened here was that this was going to be Char's story arc in double Zeta. Or something roughly. No, what from what I remember reading, and, and I I could be wrong because I tend to be wrong about these things, um, is that they were going to include Char into Double Zeta. Then, um, to me, got greenlit, so that's where Glemmy came from. Yes, but at the same time, they basically already had the script for this movie written. And when the when the Gundam movie got greenlit, they were like, "Oh well, mishmash, here we go." <laughs> oh, that yeah, that would explain some things. Yeah, that that would explain some things because I think one of the biggest faults of it is putting in Quest and Hathaway and uh, whoever else is in Char's creepy harem, you know, and. I'm forgetting the names of some of the characters because they're high and die characters. Yeah. Yeah. That movie, man. They, if they just hadn't like introduced them, there's, there are, look, there are some very good ideas in it. And it's one of those things where I could be convinced that Char would want to do the things that he does in it, but they don't spend enough time. Like I said, he explains it and it still doesn't make sense. It, you have to just take it on face value as him well, being and, honest. But it's and there's like, no lead up either. And that's why this is so weird as like yeah. a movie that's coming out because Double Zeta hasn't really gotten any wide US release. And even then the foreshadowing is real light. Yeah, so like they, they just go balls deep into the movie and it's like five seconds in, hey, Char's dropping a comet on Earth. <laughs> right. Yeah, and oh, so you get three minutes of foreshadowing from Sela and double Zeta towards the end. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And then, Oh, he's back and he's going to kill everybody because earth gravity. And I feel like they could have come up with better excuses to have Amaro and Char have a final duel and cool new mobile suits and then die. I, I would have been more impressed if they did like, I don't know the original series as like a movie release, like do one, one a week or did like even like the Zeta compilations as a movie release, like, you know, something that makes more sense compared to like the things that they've released recently, because it, it yeah, I mean, they're releasing origin right now. So why not like, follow up with the original series being released in the yeah. movie theater. Um, I would and then, go see the third one. Yeah. And then after the original series comes out, release the Zeta new translations, like 
it's at least a little prettier. <laughs> hey, if they put Endless Waltz in the theater, I would go to it. Yeah. You know, uh, if they put, I mean, gosh, almost anything but this, honestly. Uh, it's th There are iconic scenes. I know people are going to be listening to this that love this movie. Some of those scenes are fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, the new pushing away Axis, you know, and the Axis shock and all that wonderful scene. Just I love really the new cool. Gundam as a design. Yeah, yeah. And and some of the ideas are really good. And some of the production is incredible. And some of the animation is great. Uh, and some of it is Amro tackling Shar on a horse. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it gets real gay. I'm just like, are y'all going to make love now? Or <laughs> what are we, what's happening here? Uh, is, is Amaro and Shar's harem now too? I, I like the theory that the Shar and Shar's counterattack is also a clone. The yeah, the the endless Shar clones um, theories. Right. Yeah, right. Honestly, it makes more sense than it actually being Shar, right? I mean, especially if you look at like um, what they did with like uh, Unicorn and Full Frontal and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I just feel like. I mean, this is complete headcanon, right? The actual canon is it is actually Char. But if you take it as he is mortally wounded at the end of Zeta, and if even recovered, all they're really doing is, you know, they're getting some more genetic material to use for clones, and then he passes on, and then they start cloning. That explains the absence, because they have to raise the clones, and then it explains complete 180 personality turn in Char's counterattack. And then, well, Unicorn explains itself and it makes sense. So, yeah. And the clones never seem mentally stable anyways. Like even the blue clones mm -hmm. don't really seem like all there in the head. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Char's counterattack <laughs> until yeah. we cover it. <laughs> Unless somehow I get really bored on December 5th and want to go be somewhat bored in a theater for two hours and pay money for it. I won't be there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't believe I will either. The, the only thing nagging at me that's saying maybe I should go is like, I should go support the release show them they, we want to see stuff, but uh, I already bought this on Blu-ray and DVD. Give me yeah. a break. I have the Blu-ray. I feel like I'm doing something on the fifth, <laughs> like sleeping or something. <laughs> yeah, I have work. It's a third. The other, well, the, you know, the other thing, heard it. It's a Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have anything specific on Thursday. I, I'm doing something that weekend. Yeah, but I have to work Friday. I don't really want to go to a movie at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, or even seven, whenever it is. I'm still going to be home real late, and it, especially not a movie you've already seen. Yeah, yeah. One that's not very good. Let's talk about something else now. You're right. All right. Um, Bandai is taking over Sotsu. Oh, yeah. Feels inevitable. They're already a pretty major stakeholder, shareholder. Yeah. Uh, they already control the kids' show arm of things, which is why I can't get cool, brave character repaints of Transformers toys. <laughs> Do we think this will have any sort of actual 
implications to the show or gunpla kits or anything like that? No. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Because, I mean, they were already like 25% owners or something like that. So. Yeah, this is this is the sort of thing that would come out. Let me actually look at the text again just to be sure here. Um, because this is starting to get a little bit into some of my professional work. Um, oh, no. It, oh, oh, okay. It actually has begun an offer to acquire all of it. Yeah. So this is just a corporate action announcement. And mm. it says plans to da 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 da. No, that means it's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, they'll, press it says they'll open. They'll they'll have more than seventy percent of the stock, so it'll be a majority owner. Yeah, so that that is happening. I know it says it's a tender offer, and they plan, and it makes it. If you're not used to reading these things, it makes it sound tentative. It's not. It's it's, not. it's tentative print pending like legal approvals, more or less. And the reason that they would say that they are doing this is that if you are an existing shareholder in either company, what is likely happened or is just about to happen i would hope if uh, looking at the date on this article what has probably already happened if you are uh, again like a direct shareholder if you're not or in street name your broker manager is going to take care of all of this um but if you somehow directly hold stock in those companies you will get some kind of documentation and email mail somewhere basically saying tell us what you want us to do with your stock um, that's assuming it's the fact it says tender offer. I assume it's going to be voluntary like that. And they're not just going to do stuff and you take it. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is uh, yes, this is happening. And it, even if it doesn't necessarily read like that on an anime news site. Hmm. Um, let's jump into Gundam build fighters then. Build fighters. Or was that not the name of the game? I'm sorry. Oh, Gunpla. Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare. I'm sorry. I wrote the name down wrong. <laughs> no, I see that now. And I looked at this, and I think my brain just kind of ignored it because Build Divers was on the list. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the mobile game, the, the, the free-to-play yeah. um, Gundam kit-building game. Um, I played it hard in the beginning, really hard. Uh, and then I, I took like a few weeks breaks and I've, uh, I've jumped back in the past few days, but, um, thank so you. Guys. How, was, how was that? How I'm actually about to log in and see if the new event is up, but how was taking a break? Like, was it coming back? Cause I know if I start a game and then I drop it for a month and I come back in, I'm like, Oh God, what's happening? Uh, not much has changed like over the past few weeks, like mechanics wise so really i just have more story content to play um different events and stuff like that uh, i don't feel like i'm super far behind because when i quit i was a little bit ahead of you guys um and then you guys i think passed me um but yeah i, I came back because you guys were playing and kept talking about it and i was like well <laughs> as long as i don't put money into it i can play it here and there and everywhere Oh, yeah, it won't connect right now, so they must be uh, patching it up for the new event. <laughs> I, re I really like it. I like co collecting the gunpla, like seeing like the different kits in 3D that you can mm -hmm. you can get. Um, I like the different color options for some of the stuff, like throwing throwing some of these things that wouldn't necessarily look. You wouldn't necessarily be able to do it with like a regular gunpla kit together. 
but throwing them together and then like having like this cool color scheme and playing around with it. Um, the mechanics of the game, like, eh, like it's okay. Uh, yeah. Tinkering with the stats is it's interesting to a point because it's still a freemium game. Yeah. So it, w- it would be more interesting if it was, yeah, I can do all this and then all I have to do is sit here and grind for a while or something. Well, you can, if you spend lots of money and, I think I would have more fun with this game if it was like a Switch game and like mm-hmm. a front mission type thing where like you can fight and you can collect parts and stuff like that. Um, maybe even some like DLC here or there, but like the combat, you don't just like auto through it every every so often. Like I would actually like to control it a little bit more because the controls are like not the greatest. Um, they they're perfectly functional for what they are. Yes. Yes. But there are times, especially that, and I think the one that the mission that comes to mind is that one that it took, uh, it took me forever to clear it. And, and Luke a little bit too, he's not on this show, but the first challenge from Ono mission where you're in that very small tutorial stage fighting a pretty powerful enemy, there's not, quite enough control to dodge and juke the way that you really want to well and that's that was the same thing with like the first 100k mission that came out like everybody was having problems with it but like i I was a little bit ahead of you guys but as soon as i took manual control of it and did it i had no problem whatsoever doing it but like you had like you had to take manual control of the mission or yes hard yeah yeah no the manual control i think is the other thing I like about the manual control in it is that it, it does work well for a two-handed play. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just like if you try to just tap with one hand on manual, please, you might as well hit the auto button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't have a crazy powerful phone either. I have the Pixel 3A and it like works just fine with the with the game. Yeah, I'm on a Samsung Galaxy S8 which Brand spanking new 27 months ago. Uh, but it it runs great on there. I, I'm one of those people. The only reason I upgraded to the S8 was that my other phone at that point was, was it five years old? Maybe six? Yeah, I I traded in my, I had like an iPhone 7 or something like that. I had, I had grew up on Android phones. and um, And then I had to use iMessage uh a lot and i was like i eventually just got sick of it and i was like all right i'm going back to to android um and they had this deal where i could trade in my my three-year-old iphone and basically get the the pixel 3a for free which is like it's not like a super high spec phone but it's basically brand new and gets os updates for three years which is nice and the camera's really nice so yep and i'd already paid it off so hey this is basically an even trade um yeah i like the game uh i i want to i'd like to see them do um some more crossover events and stuff like that and i think they do a good job of what they're doing like keep on keeping on it's it's a grind uh which which is why i quit for a while just because i you know going doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and only seeing like minimal returns it is not something that is made there's really, to me, two ways to play it. It's you're going to do your dailies, and if you get lucky on event pulls because you happened to have enough chips to do the 10x event pull, 
and then get the bonus parts. And then you can do some energy recharges. I think, you know, it makes sense to play a bit more and, you know, use the bonus to your advantage to get some parts and things. But then if I don't hit an event pull, I basically just do the dailies for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that. It's one of those that if you're not going to spend money, you're either going to play it a lot or not be able to do very much. Right. In spurts. And I think a lot of, I mean, that's the model. You know, it, it, the only way you can just sit down and play this for hours and hours is if you spend more money than you ever should on it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's still fun. Like it's, yeah. it's fun to see the stuff. And I, again, I like collecting the gun kits and all that stuff, but um, there, there's, there's going to be a day and it's probably not super far off. Like I'll probably play it for another few weeks again. <laughs> and then like one day I'll just be like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure I will drop it at some point. It's, it's fun enough right now. I think they do a good job with keeping it just interesting enough for a free player. Um, yeah. But power creep is a thing. Uh, and just like you said, it's ultimately still a lot of the same stuff. If they keep adding like story content stuff, that would be something that would keep me interested more. I was, I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough, but the fact that the new story content was basically just the bonus swimsuit beach episode uh was like oh okay i'm not trying to jack off to this like <laughs> it's like a dating sim. you know i have the internet on this phone <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um we have two more things i think we wanted to talk about um very briefly probably um the first one is the the Gundam and Hello Kitty crossover. So um, they've been doing a thing as part of one of these anniversary things. I think there's a, a Hello Kitty anime coming out like next year sometime. And Hello Kitty and, and uh, Gundam were like doing like some cross promotions. And they've, they've done like a website that had like a little flash game that you could play and stuff like that. Um, but they come out with like a, a really neat looking Hello Kitty uh, toy. Uh, basically, that's in the RX-78 color scheme, which is, it's kind of cute. Um, and then you can get, like, the SD Gundam with it as well. Um, but that's that's that. I, I thought it was neat, but that's about the extent of that conversation. You know, what I'm looking at is, I think there is, so yeah, it's not necessarily the RX-78's color scheme. Like, there is a one of like the default Hello Kitty outfits is is this one. It is. Oh, well, that's. Then you can buy the uh, the toys together. Yeah, that that it looks like what this is. Yes, you, you get <laughs> a little SD Gundam and a little Hello Kitty. Now, to be fair, I think the most famous and common one is just the red or pink jumpsuit thing or whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. And Googling Hello Kitty. Oh, yeah. Shopping results. Number two, Kawaii Kitty Cat Keyhole Bra and Underwear Lingerie Set. That has nothing to do with Hello Kitty. <laughs> or does <Yeah>. it? <laughs> it could, I guess. <laughs> Buy some ears to go along with it or something. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it's Halloween season. Whatever. 
It's true. Yeah. So I'm going dressed as Hello Kitty. I mean, that's your daily. That's your daily <laughs> thing, I'm I'm previewing it on the the podcast here. You you guys can't see it, but we have some video going on. <laughs> Ninety nine so, to get into this cam show. <laughs> So Japan is hosting the 2020 Olympics next year in uh, July. I will be there. If you want to come see me, feel free to come visit. Um, what, what sport are you competing in? <laughs> I'm not competing in any sports, but I'll be at four events. I, I, I did manage to get four events. It was a pain in the ass, let me tell you. Uh, I had to um, take off of work for two days, um, parts of work for two days, and like sit at a computer and wait in line and only get four events and nobody's got an opening tickets and that's a whole rant in and of itself. However, there is a Gundam related uh, topic here. Um, the university of Tokyo is designing a custom satellite that will have a Gundam model on top. And um, Charles Zaku will be in the cockpit. Um, both of these models will display messages of support to the athletes um, and change their uh, their eyes will change their colors to match the Olympic flag. Um, they're making them out of a special resin that will make these things not just like disintegrate in space. And there should be some um, webcams that we can watch the live stream of these uh, in space Gundams. I'm going to be Never. real disappointed if that Gundam one doesn't put its shield in front of itself on re-entry and survive. I don't know if it will re-enter. I, I don't know what the actual um, purpose of this satellite is. Because I, I can't imagine they're just like launching a Gundam satellite. Um, my guess yeah. is like it has some other purpose and they're just like putting like a hood ornament on it. <laughs> maybe maybe it is a live test of the Gundam's re-entry capabilities. We don't know. It could be. Maybe the maybe saying that the next statue will be able to walk and how that's an advancement is just a front and it's been able to walk for 15 years. Right? <laughs> and they're just they now they got to test the re-entry part. You never know. No, it's, I'm not being serious. So this this satellite is only 11 inches long and 3.9 inches wide. So this this is probably the only purpose of the satellite. I imagine the launch is had like launching other things as well. But yeah, this this satellite's tiny. Maybe you, they'll yeah. sell like a copy of it. You can get your own little Gundam and Zaku satellite. <laughs> oh yeah, there'll be a model kit of this. <laughs> coming 2021 or late 2020 yeah like one uh one fiftieth scale high grade mechanics or something i i'm hoping there's some like crazy like limited edition gundams at the um at, at the uh was it dive city place there always are i mean well around, I think like olympic the theme type things probably be really cool yeah yeah I think i'm probably. i'm probably going to spend way too much money like buying some custom stuff and mailing it back to the u.s <laughs> yeah it's fine i'll take full advantage <laughs> yeah um all right so i think that's pretty much it 
for our current events. Can you think of anything else? The seed movie's still happening. No, it's not. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I think it's I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm sure this is gonna be somewhat wrong. Like one of the performers that does that did some of the openings for the show was asked about that movie, which is you know, basically never happening at this point. And they're like, oh yeah, I heard, I heard that's coming along really well. I think they just didn't even know and just were like bullshitting. But it like got turned into news that the seed movie was still happening. And I was like, uh no. Oh, we we did we skipped two things. So speaking of movies that are happening, there's still that they they've confirmed that the live action movie is still a thing by I think it's by like legendary studios. It's like some Chinese American Japanese like co-op studio that's done some stuff. Oh, I see. Uh, hey, I watched South Park a couple of weeks ago, and now I understand why they're using a Chinese studio. <laughs> oh, Hong Kong, we feel for you. Well, oh, man, they're going to cut our sponsorships. Gundam's never been big on representation, I guess, so I don't know how much this is going to affect. <laughs> um. But the other thing related to movies is there are also going to be those five uh, recon movies. Reconquista and G. Yeah. If those are, I'm just doing some quick math in my head. So that show is 26 episodes at 22 minutes. And so you're looking at eight or nine hours, maybe like 10 hour runtime, I think something like that for the whole show back to front. If you had five movies at two hours, that's 10 hours back to front. Yeah. So I'm confused. Is it literally the whole series? <laughs> Just I, showing the movie? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I, I imagine they have some new content in there. And I mean, you also have to cut out the opening. Well, I mean, this makes it even shorter by cutting out the openings and the endings and any recaps. Um, you know, there might be some 80 or 90 minute movies. Yeah, I could see that. And parts of the show are paced like a compilation movie. There are times watching it where you feel like you are watching a cut up version of something that was longer, but it's really just the show being like, you better pay attention or you're going to get lost. <laughs> huh yeah i i still haven't seen it yet it's it's on my list it's just it's my list is long it's pretty good uh i i didn't hate it i was certainly entertained i was glad i watched it i also just ultimately didn't feel like it added too much there was there were some like i think a lot of the stuff that was in space was very cool and i really liked it i really dug some of the ideas and the ideas around the elevator and such that were at the beginning were maybe stretched out a bit long, but still interesting. The finale was a little bit of a letdown for me. Um, it was just kind of, oh, that's all? Okay. I, I, I get it. I, I understood it. I was like, okay, that's your moral of the story. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it was just not, wasn't super climactic. Yeah, I think I need to finish watching um, Victory 
then I'll probably watch uh, Reconquista and then uh, Gundam X and then turn A. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, X is the closest thing to like of all the alternate universes. If you choose to not, if you choose to take them as alternate universes, uh, which you can, it's fine. Um, X is really, really close to UC. Yeah. I mean, it's like post-apocalypse, but it's as close in my opinion as, um, as Reconquista and G is. Yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't name drop as much stuff. It doesn't have random cameos of Sakus and things, but yeah, outside of that. Now there is, there's some kind of Reconquista short film I need to look up and watch. Apparently it has the Phoenix in it. I don't know. Oh, I, interesting. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's just something I remember reading one time in like one Reddit comment and then forgetting to ever look up. So I, I saw another um, Reddit thread <laughs> where somebody was talking about, about Thunderbolt not being canon again. <laughs> I should turn, should just compile. You know what? We should create a bot. <laughs> Every time someone says it, like it just looks for like Thunderbolt is non-canon or some like regex pattern like that, and it automatically posts a reply of like, "Shut the fuck up!" And <laughs> here are all these links to why you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll accidentally put that. It would accidentally reply to people talking about the manga to where it's like, "Yes, all Gundam manga is." is well so i think thing, but i think the the context that came in actually was in relation to the manga because somebody asked like was there only one Ziong built and somebody came out and said uh yeah but if you read the thunderbolt manga there's uh an additional like three that are in the process of of like various areas of being completed and then somebody like replied yeah well all the thunderbolts not canon <laughs> so this is one of the in the z with the Zeong in particular look the sort of idea or even pseudo canon if you will of there being multiple Zeongs or the you know the perfect Zeong with legs uh and like side material about that has been a thing for uh, like, I mean, I remember this is back when, like in the nineties, when you could read long threads of people debating whether or not Char and Amaro survived Char's counterattack because there wasn't a there was no definitive answer until Unicorn episode seven. Um, there wasn't. There was not. Uh, but this is going back to like late nineties. I mean, you'd see extra side material and model kits. And that was one of those to me that yeah, maybe the original intention was that there was only one, but the way that all of this other material has gone since then, it's taken a life of its own that I can pretty easily accept that like there's multiple, uh, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, and whatever. They build, they build so many suits. Yeah. So many, but it's impossible. It's impossible for this thing that definitely happened in real life to. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so we're gonna go even further off track after this part. Um, so if you don't care, we're feel free to end the episode here. But we're gonna have something. We're we're gonna call it our frivolity section of this uh, current events episode. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy. Um, this time, next time we do another episode like this, we'll probably choose a different topic. But um, yeah, we could do Zelda next time. I just finished Link's Awakening. Oh yeah, those were good. Um, so yeah, let's. If 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 you're done, you don't want to hear anything about Final Fantasy. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter at New Type Flash Pod, and all our bios are in there. Check us out on Reddit and all our threads there. And we'll see you next episode for the first of two episodes on the Thunderbolt manga. So, Final Fantasy. Let's let's start it off. Final Fantasies. What's your favorite one? Six. Six. Yep. What is your favorite battle system one? Ooh. Does tactics count? If you had to go numbered. Ooh. Yeah, let's go numbered. Okay. Tactics is fair, but tactic man, tactics is like also in its own thing. Okay, no, that's fair enough. I mean, there's so many spinoffs that you know that yeah, because then you get into does vagrant story count and you know stuff like that. So right, um, is vagrant story canon to Thunderbolt? <laughs> and does that make Final Fantasy Tactics A two count as part of the cosmic era of Seed? We can go. We can go nuts here. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, making fun of your shitty cannon takes. Um, all right. So, uh, combat. <sighs> Probably seven. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think story wise, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Six. Six is my favorite. Um, Seven man, seven's close. The because they were a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but combat like combat system wise, I really did I, I, again, we're we're probably in agreement here. I really liked seven. Um is very refined. It was like taking all of that six games of active time battle and almost perfecting it. Yeah. It added very little. Like, if you think Materia is new, you didn't play six. Materia yeah. was Magicite on steroids. But, I mean, same with five. Five has a yeah. really awesome five. Five has the best job system out of all of their games, in my opinion. Like, they they tried doing some of the job systems in some of the later Final Fantasies, and they just didn't do them as good. Um, and in the, even in the earlier Final Fantasies, they didn't do it as good. Five did job system really well. Yeah, and tactics to me was the ultimate refinement of five's job system. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it takes it from like the the turn based, like active time time battle system to the turn based, you know, tactic systems, which was fantastic. Different, different implementation of the mechanics, but roughly the same mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and hot take, I, I know you probably haven't played much of it at all, but 15's battle system was really good too. Um, that was one of the redeeming things of that game. The rest of it was not as redeeming It felt rushed. Um, I never finished all the DLC just because like after the first one or two, it was like, Oh, I've, I've got to wait another six months for the next DLC. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. 13. 
it, so I used to be really, really, really into Final Fantasy. Now, I mean, okay, I say that. I don't get into very much halfway. Um, but I was a very big fan of Final Fantasy until 13. And it was one with like lightning, right? Yeah, and the, the story was fine. I played about 20 hours of that game. I was still in the very linear part, but I knew that about it. It was fine. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm here to enjoy the story and characters and stuff, and the rest of it is kind of a bonus. Um, I did something horribly wrong. I don't know what. But every battle started to take 20 minutes. Oh, 25. Like every random battle. And uh, just something went just... Uh, I talked to a buddy of mine not long afterward and he explained what I had done wrong back when I remembered the particulars of it better. This is going on nine, 10 years ago. Um, so if you're like wanting to go in the thread, well, what did you do? I'll help do. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, it, it, it was, it was basically that when I, yeah, I realized, okay, I have to start this over and it just wasn't good enough for me to go and, and, and start all the way over again. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of realized, you know, I think I've just moved on from, from this. Uh, Cause I, you know, I, I played a little bit of 11 in college, but not like super seriously. And then the MMO one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think I played a, maybe like two weeks worth of it. Yeah. I, I played a good bit of 12. I played most of 12. I enjoyed it. I was like, I, oh. 12 was probably my least favorite. Uh, to be fair, I watched Carl play a lot of it too. Yeah, that ruined it for me. I got pretty far myself anyway. Uh, yeah, at 13, I was just like, you know, this just isn't very good. I have better video games to play. Yeah, 12, 12 was probably the low point of the series for me. I, 13, I enjoyed a little bit of. I never, I never played like any of the sequels to 10. And I never played any of the sequels to 13. I did play some of 14 when they remade it. Um, I So I played in the original beta and it was confusing as hell and I didn't have a good enough PC to play it. Um, then I played it later when they did the re-release and it was really fun. Um, I wasn't playing with anyone though. So um, I played about as far as I could get by myself and still enjoying it. And it was, I had a good time with it. Um, and then I stopped because again, I didn't have anybody to play with and those games aren't as fun by yourself. Um, I really, one thing you, we were talking about final, the tactics. I really actually did like some of the, the game boy advance tactics games that came out. They were obviously not related directly to tactics. They were kind of, but um, they were pretty fun too. They were very much like dumbed down versions of tactics, but yeah, I need to, I should play some of those. Those came out. At a, at a time for me when I was probably doing the least amount of gaming I ever have. Uh, so I'll have, to, I'll have to look into them, but I'm kind of like glaring over at a shelf here where it's got a lot of Game Boy games that I picked up in that era where I was like, I'm totally going to play the hell out of this, and then I didn't. Um, yeah. Well, but, they, uh, they kind of got overshadowed because, well, I won't say overshadowed. Like, Tactics Ogre came out for the Game Boy around the same time, and you also had fire emblem coming out and then you also had like um tactics advance and stuff like that like and and the the game boy games were 
were good, but they were not, they were just like another game at that time that was coming out. That was like a final fantasy tactics clone, because even though they had the final fantasy tactics name, they were not a final fantasy tactics game. Right. Yeah. And that, that genre was getting a little bit overexposed then. And like I have both the Fire Emblem games for the Game Boy Advance. Um, they're hard. Real hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get the Switch one. I haven't I haven't had time for it yet, though. Good. That's good. In the upcoming DLC, you can make the Skull Knight dude your waifu or, <laughs> or, hus- or husband. <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to play through Super Super Robot Wars like one or one or two levels at a time. Yeah. The, see, eventually you get to a point in Super Robot Wars where you have to play at a level at a time because a level takes like two hours. Oh, geez. It's that's the only way later. It's not, you know. It's a, I I really enjoyed that one. That was uh that was the best game like that I've played in, in a good while. Well, I mean, I guess Fire Emblem was better. I played them so close together. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Three Houses was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I should do one of the other routes, but I, I played a lot of Awakening for DS when it came out. Yeah, I need to play that one before it gets even more expensive to grab a copy. So it was really fun. Yeah. Fates was good, but it was my fir- like first one I had really properly sat down and played and it was a little too hard for that, but I got through most of it. Jumping back to, to final fantasy. Did you, you played four, right? You you, yeah. did you play the, the after years or whatever? No, I forgot that existed. They did. Yeah. They made that. Didn't they? They've made it multiple times. Uh, I've never played it, and I I really liked four as a game. Um, but that I think the thing for me is it was after playing Final Fantasy two or four, I never thought, boy, I really want more story with these characters. Like, <laughs> they weren't yeah. bad. I just just I wasn't really left feeling like there were a lot of loose ends. So, so it was I a think, weird thing to make a sequel for. Yeah, I think so. I think the after years was it started off as like some, one of those weird Japanese, like um, Java mobile games before, like there was like Android and iOS out and um, they were like released episodically. Um, and you had to pay like, you know, a few bucks for them at a time. So like when people were originally playing them, it was like, it was like, Oh, you play this game for like an hour or two and you're done with it. And then the next episode comes out and you play another hour or two and you're done with it. Okay. Okay. And then like, it's, gone through like several remakes at this point where now I think there's like a steam version. There's like a, a 3ds version and all that stuff. Oh yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So I'd say I'd check it out, but my gaming backlog is worse than my Gunpla one. Uh, yeah. My gaming backlog's pretty, pretty bad. Although I've, I've kept it. If I only count like the last five years, it's very small. I've, you know, I, I could probably say the same thing. Yeah, I've, um, I've done well at buying something, playing it, and not buying anything else until I've played it or played it to a point where I go, I don't want to play this anymore. I, I will admit that I have Final Fantasy VII um, pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I don't. I, I've got to wait for reviews. I'll be honest. Uh, man, I've been waiting so long for it that I, I don't care. I'll I'll give Square my money. <laughs> I got. I'm just feeling too Phantom Menace with it. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has the potential to be pretty. I, I just don't think they're going to put out a bad game. Look, Final Fantasy has to prove it to me at this point. All right. Like for any, any new thing, like I picked up world of final fantasy and it was really enjoyable for like two hours. And then I was like, this is going to be 60 hours of the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. I wanted to play that, but then I was like, man, that looks like, I don't know, a Pokemon version of final fantasy. There, there are times where you can make something too simple and also too complicated and that was a game where it kept going through all of its systems. And I was like, can I just collect like cute monster things now and not have to deal with all this crap? Kind of like, uh, you know, Cooney too. Yeah. I played that for 10 to 12 hours and went, stop introducing systems. Yeah. I beat the game, but Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I just want to, progress through the plot and story with your basic combat and some of the things it did to make it deeper were cool but then it kept piling on well like and some of the stuff i was like oh well i like this i don't like this i like this i don't like this and so like one of them was like the the field battle things i was like this is the field battles are really boring um so i'll just like not do them after they introduce it thinking that it was just like something super not important to the game and then i got to a point where it was like oh your army needs to be level blah 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 blah, and do this battle so then i had to like stop and go back and find all like i had to like go on the internet and find like all right here's where your level two battles are here's where you know i was like oh my god yeah yeah it's I, i i just want some of these games to realize I'm playing other games too. <laughs> like we are not, we are not in a monogamous relationship video game. Okay. <laughs> My finger goes in lots of disc holes. <laughs> to put them in the machine. Yeah, it's, it's true, man. Yeah. Nino Kuni that had more systems than any game I think I've ever played in my life. Yeah, I got to, and what I really enjoyed, I think what actually like finally turned me off from it is I really enjoyed like that first dungeon underground puzzle thing where it was like you, you know, like, had to move the tiles around and yeah. the questions, and and then you said there just wasn't very much of that afterwards, and I was like, oh, that was like the best part. Shit. Yeah, there's a few of them, but yeah, like yeah. Four total, I think. Right. Yeah, that's not enough to me to be a system. That's a just like a stepping point. Like a, you know, it's like, oh well, shoot. I thought there was going to be more of this. Yeah. Less field battle. I got through the first couple of field battles, and I was like, why? Yeah. This this mechanic was not very well thought out. Can we try it not just, doing it? Just didn't. Yeah, I just didn't need to do that. Did. It was one of those things that a Super Nintendo game would do as a gimmick to be yeah. like, look at what we could do in mode seven. And you would do it once and never again. And then like the other thing that got, got annoying towards the end of the game was um, you had to like build your city up and to build your city up, you had to do quests to like side quests to get people. And you had to get certain amounts of people to build your city to a certain level. And like it, it turned into like this whole loop and i like i got so far into the game i was like man i really do like the game like i like the i like the normal combat but 
man, it was that the last like five to 10 hours was a slog of me just like, oh my God, do I have enough characters yet so I can go to the end? <laughs> yeah, I might I might pick it back up and just, you know, I think I could get through just the base story, um, which I, I would be interested in doing, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Got lots of other stuff to pay attention to. And um, yeah, the, the, one, the game I just started was, uh, I gotta get the name of this right. Uh, let me make sure I get the name of it right. It's not a like a list game. Anyway, uh, Giger Wrecker Alt is what I just started on Switch, uh, and it's a. I can't say it's a Metroidvania, like it has a map and it is two D and there's some exploration, but I think it's more, like, action puzzly oriented. I'm making it sound like a Metroidvania. Um, it doesn't feel like one, even though I think that's probably the, the best description of the core gameplay. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Should have fun with it. Or it'll suck and I'll stop playing it. Yeah, I still need to play the the actual like uh, Bloodstained game. That... It's good. That's good. Yeah, it's... but I've heard it's not good on the Switch, which means. Yeah, I maybe need... if they've patched it. I don't know if they have, but it was excellent on PS4. Yeah, really good. I liked it more than Axiom Verge. Oh, cool! That's, that's like the best Metroidvania style game I've played in a very long time. And Axiom Verge was excellent. I'm not bashing it by any means. Um, so yeah, cool, cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm done. I think that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you've listened this far, uh, if you like this episode, let us know. We'll we'll do more of them over time um, as things come up that we can do them about. If you have any requests for like topics you'd like us to cover, um, let us know. Uh, you can hit us up at uh, at New Type Flash Pod on. Twitter or on our Reddit feeds as we uh, post these posts for the episodes and everything. Yeah, you did this part already. It's fine. Yeah, I've done this. So this is part two. Thanks. And uh, see you next time. Later. All right, cool.